Mason, a married man whose self-involved mother left him in the care of a sexually abusing guardian for months at a time, talked about guilt and the pretense that he used to make believe he wasn't damaged by his experience. We cling to survivors' guilt in a perilous, condemning culture that doesn't understand nor want to understand this unmanly affliction. I don't blame those who can't or won't grasp the gravity and ugly persistent reality of our wounds. It's a primal, fear-filled reaction. God knows how many of the afflicted have died from the burden of pretense. The energy we must exert to be men, to get over ourselves, to not indulge the pain of past events. The strength required to maintain this facade is crippling. Nolan, a married man who from age 8 to 19 was forced by an older brother to have sex, described his rage. I was deeply depressed and suffered bouts of intense road rage. All I wanted was for the pain to stop. I was actively contemplating suicide. I picked out a method and a location. I felt that the only people who didn't have problems were in the graveyard. Zane a gay man who was covertly abused by several family members, then raped by a scout leader, wrote about how he hid his pain. All I could see was that I was basically a good fuck and a friendly guy who smiled all the time. Denial can be a powerful friend. That's how I learned to survive my childhood. Guillermo, brutally raped for years by an older boy he'd idolized, had an ever-present sense of danger. Every day I feel I'm standing on the 50-yard line in a huge football stadium. I'm all alone. There are 60,000 people in the stands. All have rifles and all are aimed at me. When and where the shot will come from, I don't know. But it will come. Steve, a married man, had been repeatedly molested by a man who was his Cub Scout leader, neighbor, and barber in a chapel the man constructed in his basement. The confessional-like scene left Steve devastated. My mother saved my Cub Scout uniform. Today, when I hold that tiny uniform up against my 40-year-old body, I'm crushed by the smallness, the frailness of my body then, by the humiliating abuse it survived, and by the tremendous emotional weight this polyester shirt and pants still carry. Lewis primed for abuse, then sexually assaulted by the director of a summer camp, described his agony. Why did he choose me? What made him pick me out of all the boys in the camp, out of all the boys in the world? I was different now. Damaged goods. I had nightmares. I shut down sexually. I kept the secret. I suffered in silence. For years, Miles was abused by multiple teachers at his boarding school. A married man, attracted to and in love with his wife, he compulsively searched for sex with men, always feeling the hold his abusers continued to have on him. I thought my teachers, these men who hurt and abused me, liked me and cared about me. I didn't know why I was always sad. Sex was constantly on my mind. Wherever I was, wherever I went, shopping malls, libraries, movies, beaches, and parks, 
I looked deep into the faces of strangers and searched for anonymous sex. I often felt sick afterward, but I couldn't stop. I frequently thought that I was possessed by the very devil. One day, I told a friend I was gay. I offered evidence of what happened in boarding school. But those were adults, she said. And you were a child. You were molested. No, I denied. They didn't molest me. They didn't hurt me. But her words stayed with me. Like the quietest of whispers, they haunted me until I found a therapist specializing in childhood sexual abuse.